Order Up. Written and narrated by me, Eric M. Hunter. Friday night, prom night. Line cook at local Chucky's, and we're getting our dicks kicked in. Piss boys from two towns over are coming in to get their precious baby back ribs. For the past few hours, I've been sweating bullets, pumping out mediocre food for these shitbags. We knew the night would be rough, but no one knew it'd be this bad. I finish up my last dish and slap the ticket on top of it. Order up! The wait staff is in a frenzy, running back and forth, bumping shoulders and dunking underneath trays. New girls standing by the coffee maker trying to empty the water out. <laughs> Gotta love those rookies. Expo calls in another order. Walking in! Small pizza, add bacon. Got a marg, add garlic, sliced tomato, spinach. Jake, kids mac and cheese. His voice stops cold. I brush my forehead with my arm, wiping the sweat away from my eyes. It soaks the sleeve of my shirt. It's hot in here. Swamp ass is settling in. You could smell it. I look to Expo. His eyes tell a different story. He hands me the check. At first it seems simple enough. Kids mac and cheese. Sure, I thought. Easy. I take one look at the fridge, pop it in the microwave for 30 seconds. Ding. Done. But then I take a second look at the check. There was more. Make it more orange in color, if possible. I don't know, dude. Just kill me. The industrial strength microwave goes off and I open the door. The styrofoam container is melted, mixing in with the mac and cheese. I pull it out, slap it in a bowl. It'll have to do. I look at the check again. More orange in color. What could it mean? I look at the top of the check for the server's name. William D. William D? What could Willie D mean by more orange color? I look back to my mac and cheese and into the saute pans behind me. In one motion, I pick up the bowl of mac, slap it into the pan, and fire up the heat. I'll pull out one drawer below the burner for more ingredients. Need something orange. Rows and rows of pans held garlic cloves, parsley, chopped onions and peppers, crab meat, cheese. Cheese is orange, but what would make it more orange? I turn to the expo. Chef! He turns to face me. A portly middle-aged man on a second divorce. His shaggy black hair hangs down beneath his dirty chunky's ball cap. The area surrounding his mouth and chin glistened with sweat. Gotta go to the walk-in. I grab the ticket and waddle off the line. The back of the kitchen's air conditioner hits me the second I step off. The temperature difference between here and the line is a welcome breeze. The walk-in cooler is all the way in the back of the kitchen. I walk past the office and see our manager sitting in his fat ass playing solitary on the company's computer. I chuckled to myself. Farming, I thought. Plants his ass in that seat won't get up till the rush is over. That's why they pay him the big bucks. I reach the walk-in door and pull it open. The seals grip against the frame, and again I'm hit with a rush of cold air. I step in and let the cooler door close behind me. The motion light clicks on. I scan the columns of trays lining the walls of the cooler. Some set for defrosting chicken figures and burgers. Others have frozen bags of tomorrow's homemade soup. But I needed to stay the course. I needed something. Orange. I rummage to the back. Oranges was an obvious choice, but what else? I spotted carrots. Yeah, those were orange. I kept looking. Orange. Orange. It wasn't the right time of year for pumpkins, and this shithole was much too cheap for something as fine as apricots. My quest was running cold. Out of the corner of my eye, I see him. 
sweet potatoes. Sure, they looked brown on the outside, but in the inside, it was orange gold. I grab a few more and throw them into my acrum as I hold it up like a bowl for ingredients. That should do it. It'll make the mac look more orange, but it's probably going to taste like shit. No matter, Willie D will be proud. I take a few steps towards the cooler door, and then I realized Willie D, William D, Bill D, Billy D. No one goes by William, that's a rich boy's name. William's more of a last name, like Williams. Oh my god, Billy D. Williams. Star Wars, of Lando Calrissian fame, the only black man in the Star Wars universe. I can't believe I didn't see it until now. There was no William D. It was code. But what did it mean? I'll pull the ticket out of my back pocket and look at it again. I'll read it over and over. More orange in color. More orange in color. What did it mean? I shouted at the frozen, overprocessed food. The chilly air of the walk-in was getting to me. My profuse sweating held the cold air close to my skin, making me shiver. Could the kill me line be a reference to Jeffrey Epstein? Could the orange color be code for Trump? Did Trump have something to do with Epstein's botched suicide? Why would he reference Lando? Surely, George Lucas had left baby killing far behind him by now. Or maybe he was in more deep than I once thought. I read the ticket again. Then something odd struck me. The ticket. The ticket was pink. All of our printer paper was white. Why is this ticket pink? That could only mean one thing. The ticket didn't come from our printers at all. It came from somewhere else. Maybe the O'Malley's down the street. No. They always advertised that everyone who walked through the door was a friend. But not today. There wouldn't be any friends made today. I dropped my apron, letting all the ingredients fall. The food was a divergent, a pro-gamer move by the likes I'd never seen. I watch all the food as it hits the floor, bouncing one by one. Curiously, a single orange rolls away from the rest and slips quietly underneath the rack of pre-made, never-fresh, frozen food. For a moment, I held my breath. I hear a click, then a ka-chug, then a few more clicks and clanks. Silence. Then a small beam of light rose from the floor. I dropped to my belly and peered underneath the racks of cheap, overpriced microwave food. Squinted my eyes towards the light. It's glorious and warms my face. It took everything in me not to smile. I hopped back up and grabbed the rack by its sides and pulled it away from the wall. The light grew brighter and I shielded my eyes with my hands. There was something coming from the other side of the light. Voices, I thought, small and from a distance, but voices all the same. With my hand outstretched, I slowly walked into the light, blinded, but I felt the coolness of the cooler disappear that was replaced by a warm breeze that pushed over me. I peek through closed eyes and then open them once to see that the light is dim enough. I took a few moments for them to adjust, but when they did, it was clear where I was. The Presidential Oval Office. Standing in front of me was President Trump, Jeffrey Epstein, and Billy D. Williams brandishing his Lando garb. Lucas must have let him take it home after the movies, or maybe Billy D. was so high on PCP that he just never took him off. 
Trump was the first to speak. Welcome, Patriot. You figured it out. I looked to the smiling faces of Billy D and Epstein. Confusion took its toll. I figured out what, sir? The code. I've been making orders to all the two-star restaurants in the United States with the secret code, seeing if any true believer would figure it out and find their way through our wormholes to here at the Oval Office. Clinton's goons are everywhere, but you did it. You didn't listen to the fake news. I could tell by his portly midsection that he must have eaten every single one of those coated takeout meals. He raised a glass with some orange liquid, and from below his elbow, I could see the disemboweled carcass of Jar Jar Binks, used to having a bad time. Trump takes a small sip from the glass. The others raise theirs and follow. Billy D steps forward, offering me his glass. Here. I can smell the weed stink from here. Take a sip and all will be clear. Then we can start the true fight. I hesitate for a moment, but reluctantly take the glass from his hand. I placed it up to my nose and smelled the wretched vial of Jar Jar's blood. It smelled almost as bad as the prequel trilogy. I looked around the Oval Office. It was just what I imagined it would look like. I smiled, gestured a toast to my fellow compatriots, took a shot of Jar Jar Binks' blood. It goes down thick, tastes like Hayden Christensen's wooden acting, which helped ruin the franchise. Trump smiles. Now, the real work begins. I grinned, but something is wrong. My head throbbed, my vision goes blurry. I drop the glass to the floor, and my knees give way underneath me. The others watch on with smiles in their faces. The overhead lights grew brighter and brighter. Then you hear another voice off in the distance. This voice is familiar, someone I know. What are they saying? Jay! 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 I blink my eyes, find myself back on the line. Jay, what the fuck is wrong with you? I look around, chunkies. I was back. The drugs must have worn off. I looked down and noticed my trip forced my organs to shit and piss themselves. Oh well, the feeling of a true patriot. The chef comes over to my side. Hey, you all right? Uh, you seem to have lost you there for a second. I look at the beady faces of my fellow line cooks. Was it true? I didn't know. Did I take the blood to get to reality? Or did I take the blood to see through the fantasy? Only time would tell.